Good morning. It is seven minutes after 10 o'clock on an icy morning. If things are uh, still a little sketchy out there, uh, give us a call. Let us know where you're at and what the driving is like. I know that uh, as, as the sun comes out and it gets to a little bit warmer, this, uh, this, should, uh, this too shall pass. Uh, but uh, as of this morning, it was uh, thinking about Paul Simon. Slip slide? No way. Anyway, uh, 874-9390, toll free, 800-529-5572, or GaryNolan.com. Let me know uh, if it's still bad wherever you're at so that uh, we can help. And, it, and if it is bad out there, stay home. Don't risk it. Not worth it. Um, well, we've got... Um, food deserts, and apparently, uh, you know, there's a problem in these major cities that nobody is selling anything in the inner city. Stores are closing up left and right. Daily Wire says it's easy to get the idea that the city of Boston has lost its creative spark. It's the place that once brought America a lot of firsts. The first public park, the first subway, first tea party, first massacre, and so on. Uh, now, whenever you hear Boston in the news, it's usually pretty uninspiring. Uh, you're hearing about how uh, the mayor is banning white people from holiday parties, or the fact that the president of Harvard has never had an original thought in her life, or the decision by Mass General to bring back mask mandates. Despite all that, it'd be a mistake to say Boston has given up on innovation. Uh, they're still doing groundbreaking stuff up there. At least if you ask them. The problem, however, is that people are leaving. Stores are closing. You, you, can't, you can't go into a store and buy anything because everybody is shoplifting. And the stores can't afford to stay open. And I think part of the problem here is that we refuse to acknowledge what's going on in the black community. We, rather than acknowledge it, we'll just look the other way. We've got evidence of this in Colombia, but it's also a problem in major urban areas all around the country. A disproportionate number of blacks are involved in crimes. Based on their, you know, their population in the country, their involvement in crime, deadly, shoplifting, all kinds of crime, traffic violations, etc., it's disproportionately higher. So, rather than deal with it, rather than say, look, something is going on here. Something in this community is corrupting the mindset of young black uh, Americans. Let's find out what, what's, what's happened here. Let's see what's changed. Rather than say that, we would, we would run away from the issue... And just not enforce the law. We, we've been hearing here in Columbia, and I don't know about Springfield, I don't know about Jeff, but I've been hearing here in Columbia about how 
Um, the police allegedly are stopping at a disproportionate rate young black drivers or black drivers. Right? They keep doing these studies. They keep looking at this over and over again, insinuating that the Columbia Police Department are hiring racist cops. And I know without a doubt that that's not true. But if you have a disproportionate number of, a, of uh, the, the uh, black community engaging in crime, you're going to see a disproportionate number of them arrested or stopped. And it's not just, you know, gang wars, and drug wars and shooting each other. And uh, it's also it's every form of crime, including, you know, driving without licenses. Uh, you know, it's it just it's a problem that we would rather not admit. We would rather blame the police than admit there is a problem in this community. We would rather tell the police, look the other way, than, than address the real problem. I don't care if it's shoplifting, um, uh, it, it, the way they swarm into these stores. I, I don't care if it's traffic violations. We're, we're always so leery of the numbers and so unwilling to look at what the real problem is that we'll never fix the problem. We keep, and this is, a, this is something that we do here in the United States all the time, we come up with Band-Aid solutions because we never want to admit the real problem. We do it with everything. And we're doing it here. We're saying, don't enforce the law. Just look the other way. So we can make sure the numbers look right. And then we wonder why the problem keeps getting worse. There is something going on in the black community. It's been going on for decades. It's not a genetic inherited uh, trait. Uh, no, no proclivity uh, to commit crime simply because of your genetic background. Something else is happening. Uh, I've pointed in the past to what I think it is. I think it's Johnson's Great New Society. Where we started, and, and by the way, it has been a miserable failure. Like the war on drugs, the Great New Society's war on poverty has been a failure. I think since uh, the 1960s, we're looking at roughly 2% difference in the, in the population that's living in poverty. So it, it obviously isn't working. But I think it's causing some other major problems. And it's in any, any group that we target. Any group that we target. And we have targeted the black community since the war on, on uh, poverty started. You look back historically at where those uh, where black Americans were in the 1950s and, and compare it to today, you'd be stunned. Not denying racism. It exists. 
It existed in greater numbers back then, and yet they were doing better. Blacks were doing better in spite of the racism. So these big cities ought not be surprised when they have a food desert, when stores can't operate profitably because swarms of young minorities run into the store, tear it apart, take what they want, and run out. And law enforcement is told increasingly, look the other way. I've found the enemy, and it is us. Because we won't face the hard truth. We're afraid that somebody will vilify us and say we're racist. And it's not racist. What's racist is letting them live this lifestyle without correcting them. That's racist. And that's the Democrats. All right, I'm up against the clock. I have to take a quick break. Callers, stay on the line. I will get to you. You want to contact me uh, from uh, GaryNolan.com? No cookies. Just send a message. It pops up in studio. It's the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, (laughs) 20 minutes after 10 o'clock. Brian just (laughs) dropped a bomb on me here. Uh, See if we can get Brian Houseworth, the news guy, in at, say, 1035 uh, to give us an update on uh, driving and traffic and weather. That would be... I will. That would be ideal. And let me go to the phones as promised. Les is, uh, Les is on. Welcome. Gary, Gary Nolan Minute would sound a lot better with without your sound man um, bothering you so much. Yeah. Law, law enforcement, uh, the, the uh, settlers are back over at Home Depot. I mean, they have so many carts along the road there, Highway 63, I believe... Three or four weeks ago, there was uh, eight or ten of them. And I believe some do-gooder people in Columbia, when they go into the shelters, they come in with their pickup trucks and pick up all these carts. And now in the last couple of days, all these carts are back out there. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. The These so-called do-good people were doing that. Going to the license plates, uh, police non-enforcement, uh, that uh, expired plates all over the place, the paper plates. I, I was driving through Hallsville, and police were stopping some people. I asked about it later and said, well, the police, police in Hallsville have a policy now. Any expired license plate, they will pull you over. They will stop you. They will drag you out of your car, give you a ticket, and have your car towed to Columbia. To Columbia. And you have to find a way to Columbia to get your car out of impound. I believe the city of Columbia Police Department needs to do this, needs to enforce the law to get things cleaned up. you got to start somewhere. you got to right. start small and work your way up. All right, Les, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I don't know about uh, towing the car from Hallsville all the way to Columbia. Just give them a ticket, and uh, and then if they don't pay the ticket, you know, go after them. Uh, that seems like it would work. Uh, let's go to Chris. Uh, Chris, good morning. Well, the reason behind that is the car doesn't have a valid license plate on it. You can't let them drive away from the scene without a license plate. So they tow it. Uh, you were, I think you mentioned the Great Society, and I thought of that saying that the uh, you know the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. I do believe that is the root of the problem, uh, if you can trace it back to somewhere. But, yeah, it is out of hand, and I was watching a video the other day of uh, some lady, in the, it was a Dollar General, 
and it was a black woman making the video, and she was making comments, look what these people are doing over here, and this lady's loading her cart full of laundry detergent, you know, 20 gallons of it, which, of course, you can kind of see where this is going. She's got a 10-year-old girl with her, and when they head to the door, the 10-year-old girl's pushing the cart. Mom's kind of looking around, and, of course, they pretty well know nobody's going to confront them. And as she went out the door, <clears throat> this other lady was saying, hey, she's stealing that, and she gives her a bunch of crap over saying this. And the little girl even says, this is how we pay our bills. Like 10 years old. I mean, she, her head's just above the cart, you know. And the attitude, I was thinking, it kind of reminds me of the Palestinians and Hamas. We're raising the next generation of these people now. Yep. And we're indoctrinating them to, you can do this, you can steal this, this is yours, you know, uh, this is the way we pay our bills. And it's really jacked up out there. And I'm with you. If you run the statistics and nobody wants to see it, you have this tiny minority of people committing all the crime. Yep. And uh, we need to crack down on them. But apparently, like you said, we look bad. Yeah, we don't want to do that. We don't want to be accused of racists because that's the first thing the racists will do is accuse you of racism because you pointed out that there's a problem. Yeah, they're running interference for these people, whether they realize it or not. Yeah. But, but the the reason they won't stop is because they're profiting from it. Well, you know, it's it's the it's the people that keep defending them, thinking that they're helping them, are the are the real problems. Well, you know, Sharpton, we constantly you know accuse the police of doing wrong in this case. Uh, you got to let them do their job, and the law is the law. And if you don't like it, well, quit doing that stuff. People like Sharpton and uh, the head of all, all Black Lives Matter and. Uh, Jesse Jackson and all the rest of them have profited immensely from this. They don't want it to end. It's their bread and butter. It's how they make their living. Put them out of business, wouldn't you? Yeah. Chris, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. That's what's, that's what's behind the vilifying of people who point to the truth. Because if it stops, if we stop shelling out all this money... Uh, and we, you know, we, we stop telling people you, you can't be a success because of the color of your skin. If we, if we quit reinforcing the myth that somehow the country is racist, well, they're out of business. They got, they got no way to feed their family. Uh, let me see here, because I'm, I'm falling behind. I've got messages coming in at GaryNolan.com, and I'm not uh, covering those, uh, and I really need to. Uh, what is this Tom sent me? i got to blow it up. I don't know what it is. It's, uh, it's time. Let me just go to the phones here and get Gary on the line first. Gary, good morning. Good morning. I was at Home Depot last week um, purchasing some some supplies. And I noticed that all of the electrical wire and everything now is locked up behind a cage where you have to ask somebody to get it. And I was there, and I was purchasing stuff, and I asked the guy, I said, that's that's new. Why do we have a cage around all the wire? And he said, oh, you wouldn't believe the theft from this store alone. And I, he gave me a number, but it was over a half a million dollars. And he said, uh that's what we know we lost. And he said, we've got five people we, we stopped yesterday leaving the store with baskets full of stuff that they didn't pay for. And I said, "That's this isn't California. What in the world is going on? And he said, yeah, I know. He said, it's Columbia, and that's ongoing. He said, we knew it was going on, but we had no idea what the, what the uh, amount was. But he said, now we're... 
now we know. And he said, uh, we're doing everything we can to stop it. But he said, man, it's hard to stop. Yeah, it's going to be the end of brick-and-mortar stores. Yeah, everybody thinks it's the Internet that's killing them. It's going to be these uh, shoplifters that kill it. All yeah, right. It's just craziness. Thank you, Gary. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, I got the uh, thing from Tom. It's Thomas Sowell quotes. Much of the social history of the Western world over the past three decades has been a history of replacing what worked with what sounded good. In area after area, crime, education, housing, race relations, the situation has gotten worse after the bright new theories were put into operation. The amazing thing is that this history of failure and disaster has neither discouraged the social engineers nor discredited them. To the phones we go. Rick, good morning. Good morning, Gary. Um, you know, uh, we could uh, look at the man who shot and killed a female college student from Columbia College, a nursing student, seven years ago. They say May 24th, he's getting out after seven years in jail. Uh, the House, the Senate, and the governor in the state of Missouri have no plans to increase sentences for those who pull the trigger. And all these people now have the attitude, well, she ain't going to do nothing to me. Why should I care? You know, and uh, that's the problem is our criminal justice system. Uh, I remember a few years ago, uh, a three-year-old was kidnapped and murdered in West Virginia, and the governor swore that we would have swift justice. Well, guess what? That guy hasn't even gone to trial yet. You know, it's every state's that way. It's not well, really. Is, is the reason he's not gone to trial because he's delayed the trial, the, the uh, purpose delayed the trial? Or is it because the, the court system has uh, delayed the trial? I don't know that, but I, I, I'm telling you there was no swift justice. Um, you know, they had the man in custody when the governor said there would be swift justice, and there has been none. It's just words. Words are no good without action. All right. Uh, well, here's some action, Rick. I got to hang up on you, buddy. I got to go. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, so this article I was telling you about, about Boston, under the leadership of their new district attorney, Rachel Rollins, Suffolk County decided to stop prosecuting criminals who were accused of the most uh, of most nonviolent misdemeanors, including disorderly conduct and shoplifting. The cops would arrest the shoplifters, and then the prosecutors would just let them off the hook. Because after all, we want a proportionate number of people to actually, uh, uh, you know, end up uh, incarcerated. No, no, that's not true. We just want the bad guys incarcerated, no matter what their racial makeup. But we're unwilling to do it. We're unwilling to admit that big government and the Democrats have destroyed at least three generations of Americans. At least three generations of black Americans by targeting them with welfare. They won't, they won't change. They just won't. 874-9390, toll free, 800-529-5572. 
cancer vaccine that you can't get just yet. We'll tell you about it next on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 1035. Glad to have you with us. We're going to get a uh, traffic and weather update in just a few minutes from the news god. Uh, in the meantime, uh, typically uh, cancer cells evade a person's immune system because it's recognized as the person's cells. So this uh, Dr. Wagner uh, developed a tumor uh, lysate particle uh, only, and uh, it's, a, it's a vaccine. And it uses a person's tumor cells to identify particular parts that are then presented uh, back into the body using it uh, the way a vaccine does so that the immune system can go after the cancer. And apparently it's working. Uh, there are some really remarkable uh, stories here. The cancer vaccine has been tested in hundreds of patients with advanced forms of melanoma uh, phase two clinical tri- in, in phase two clinical trials. There are people who are, you know, stage three and up, and, and, and they, they were given, literally, there's, uh, given months to live. And years later, they're still alive because they, they got to try this vaccine. But the FDA won't let it out yet. No. No, if right now you're diagnosed with stage four cancer and you think to yourself, I want to try this, I got nothing to lose, even with the, you know, whatever that law is that passed under President Trump, you can't get to this drug. You can't get to this vaccine. Well, you can't have it because you could die taking it. Well, shouldn't that be my choice? <laughs> no, huh? Uh-uh. Because you are too, too stupid. stupid. Yes. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, we have experienced some really, uh, really crappy weather here. And uh, let's get an update from the news god. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the news god of Zimmer Radio, Brian Houseworth, is in the studio. Gary, it's great to be back with you, buddy. Well, what a crazy, crazy morning. And I appreciate, I really do, all the callers that not only have called um, the shows, but you, your particular show. Some of the best information, as you know, Gary, comes from the listeners. And that's not taking any criticism at the, at the police because they're overwhelmed when I have to call them. I try to keep it as brief as possible. But sometimes the listeners, because they're out there in some of these cases, they can provide better information um and and again that's just the way it is and i really appreciate it we've had some great calls this morning our listeners are terrific yep i agree so here is our update right now i just uh before i came in about uh, 20 minutes ago spoke to marina diaz who has been uh, doing reports all morning at kmiz in very difficult conditions in kingdom city and i've got two updates right now from i actually interviewed her her information was so good Marina has been live, as people know, from watching TV this morning uh, on Channel 17 out at the scene of westbound I-70 in Kingdom City. It has reopened right now. But what two things stuck out to me about it. Number one, she said that even though the road has been cleared there, that there still is the crash scene basically there. In other words, the tractor trailer. Apparently there's cars involved, too. I just don't know the extent of how many cars or, or trucks were involved. Maybe two but they are still right there, so you're going to need to really slow down. But what Marina also told me, Gary, is really verifies what a couple of our callers have said. She said when her and her photographer drove back 
from Kingdom City to Columbia. They counted 13, not one or three, 13 tractor trailers, separate tractor trailers that have either crashed or on the side of the road. Most of them crashed, a lot of them, according to Marina, extensive damage. And that's just the stretch. Forget everything else. That's just between Kingdom City in and also Columbia. So when I talked right before I talked to Marina, I talked to the highway patrol and they basically their message to dispatcher was to me, tell people to stay home. He said the roads are treacherous. They I believe he used the word horrible. So we're not exaggerating, folks. I mean, that's these are over the road truckers who really know how to drive. Um, some of them may be from the south. Maybe they don't see a lot of ice. But luckily, no other serious injuries that I'm aware of outside of this fatality from this morning. But 13 tractor trailers crashed on the side of the road. And that is going to be, Gary, a real challenge for our tow truck drivers because they're going to have to be removed. Or I don't know what they're going to do with them right now. But it's just it's just very, very tough. So be very careful. That just gives you some idea of how dangerous it is right now. What's the temperature outside right now? Now? About 31. Uh, yeah, and that's that's the issue. And this morning when I walked over, for, and I, I went back out to my car, um, kind of worked a crazy shift yesterday getting stuff ready, but I went back out to my car after I laid down about 11 just to come out to my car, which is right next to the radio station at the hotel. And, and it was starting to sleet a little bit, not much. And by the time I got back out there, just a few hours later, a little after 4 o'clock, the car was completely covered in ice. And I literally barely could walk um, to my car out the door. It was it was that bad. Con- I, I had a really hard time. I was worried I was going to fall. Cosmo, I couldn't get to the grass safely. Cosmo was kind enough to give me a ride in his vehicle. And we somehow got over here. I mean, we're talking about literally right next door. So that tells me everything. And then Marina, the last thing I'll tell you, Gary, Marina, when she was doing her live shots this morning, it looked to me like I thought she was going to fall down. I mean, she was doing a great job. It was it was hard. It was icing and it was hard to see. And the camera kept getting covered up with ice. And I asked her that and she said, yes, it, it was very dangerous just to stand up. She said her cameraman slipped in the on a gravel road with his equipment. So hopefully he's OK. And then she had a hard time standing up. So it's hard, folks, just to stand up. But, Gary, to your point about the temperature, once it gets above, hopefully that'll help. But I'm afraid it's still we'd be maybe looking a little bit because it is just, like I said, it's 31 right now. And, um, you know, we've got just at this point, I, you know, the winter weather advisory goes to 6 o'clock tonight, technically. Yeah, and you got to watch those bridges because yes. the air gets under those bridges and it freezes so much faster. Yes. All right. Uh, that's the update, ladies and gentlemen. If you can, please stay home, stay safe, listen to us, and uh, you'll be in a much better place, I think. Yes. Thank you, take, Gary. Take care. Glad yeah. to have you with us. There he is, the news god, Brian Hausworth from the Zimmer Radio Network. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Brian, will you give me a ride home? Absolutely. I really love driving in this kind of weather. In fact, I've got a friend that uh, if there's ever any problems, he can come out and rescue me. That's uh, that's me, Brian. You, you, you can't be giving me a ride home and expecting me oh, to Oh, was up. that you? You're yeah. the one that flung that board into my my uh, shin. I, Thank I mean, you for that. Yeah, that you, you did a great job. You stood in front job. of a wheel <laughs> on a front-wheel drive yeah. vehicle, Didn't and you're blaming me. Didn't give me a chance to get out of the way. You give just, you a chance. Bang! Bang, 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 bang. I could have sent you Ow! You know... <laughs> It really added, it gave you some color. 
It did, yeah. It did, yeah. <laughs> Black and blue, but, you know, uh, never never going to have to hear the end of that, am I? No, and it was uh, you. It was your fault. You're the one who stood in front of it. I'm not giving, I'm not giving up on this. But you did get me out. Yes, I did. I'm, I'm good with the snow. It was the pegboard. That's what did it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Um, so apparently in Maine... You know, you're, you're ha- if you had kids and and you sent them off to the government schools and they told your kid he was or she was transgender, they were born in the wrong body, and they came home and said, Mom, Dad, I, 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 I know you think I'm your son, but I think I'm your daughter, or vice versa. Apparently, if this bill in Maine <laughs> gets passed, if you don't go along with it, you could actually lose custody of your kids. Legislators in the state of Maine have gone bonkers. The story is at the right scoop. They're about to pass a bill that will allow the state to take custody of a child if a parent refuses to allow transgender surgery for the child. Stop the madness. Stop this. Come on, Democrats. Flip and wake up. What the hell is the matter with you? They're destroying these kids' lives, and and there's no reason for it. It doesn't it doesn't behoove them at all. Uh, it, it's really really crazy making. All right. Apparently, if you've been vaccinated, uh, that um, coronavirus vaccine might just cause a problem that we haven't talked about. We'll talk about it, though, in a minute on the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 1049. Well, let's just call it what it is. It's 10 to, 10 to 11. Uh, Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. And uh, I got a, a, an update on the number of vehicles that you can now get the uh, tax break on if you buy a battery-powered car. Uh, apparently, those numbers are, are really dropping through the floor. I think there's only just like four or five of them. Uh, one of them is a Chevy Bolt, which they're going to d- discontinue. Um, the the battery powered car thing is just it is just not going. Uh, and and Brian, uh, you you found an article uh, that sort of validates that position. Yeah, it kind of reinforced the fact that uh, people don't want these things. <laughs> it's just, uh, I mean. Uh, it was obvious to any anyone with a brain that you know you didn't have the infrastructure in place to support this venture before you started and i could actually understand if you said hey we're going to until we are able to embrace this technology let's let's do a hybrid uh thing and focus on that to to make the conversion but they built something with no bridge to get there it, it's just, it's really sad that we have people in government that aren't as smart as a plant. And it just, it's just, it's unbelievable to me when you're looking from the outside. It's like, what were you thinking? Yeah. I, uh, it looks like uh, electric vehicles are a bust. And, uh, I mean, Ford recently cut the production of their Lightning electric pickup truck. And... Uh, I mean, nobody wants to buy them. They they don't have range. 
They're overpriced, they're unreliable, impractical, and guess what? When it's cold outside, <laughs> good luck to you. Yeah, they're they're uh, just, I mean, it just, it, it's so stupid that we keep doing this kind of thing over and over and over again, and, and people just, they just don't wake up. They just don't wake up. I was reading a, a piece on the number of cars that uh, you can get this, you know, you're supposed to get that $7,000 rebate it's down to like three or four cars now it, because apparently you have to have a certain percentage of the batteries uh, assembled here and that eliminates a whole bunch of cars from China or batteries from China um, one of the cars is being disconnected I mean, it was just it was a really a sad report and we've spent billions of dollars on this. And they're not letting up on it. Democrats are not letting up on this. Uh, who could have guessed that paying $55,000, and that's with an EV subsidy, for a stripped-down base-level truck that overheats when you tow things and can't drive over 300 miles on a single charge wouldn't appeal to the average F-150 buyer. Certainly people who use their trucks for work have found little to no use for such pointless monstrosity. But we're, we're, we're taking this money and throwing it at this. And they think that if they, just, if they just put up enough charging stations, that'll make the difference. But it won't. <laughs> you can put up all the charging stations you want. It isn't going to help. And I, I, guess, I, I guess I'm stupid. Because I remember when there were some grocery stores in town. I won't name which ones. But they put... You know, at least 25 charging stations. No, I seldom see any cars there. But what is the advantage of driving to the grocery store, shopping for 20, 30 minutes? How much of a charge can you get in 20 minutes? I don't know. And in the wintertime, don't you have to prepare the batteries when it's really cold out I, for a charge? I don't know. So if you drive in really cold weather to the grocery store, you don't want to connect to a high-speed charger. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe they're parking them there because they don't have a charging station at their house. And somebody dropped them off and it's like, hey, we'll just leave this here and let it charge for it. I don't know. Yeah. That or you get, you know, you, those are usually closer to the building. It's like getting a handicapped uh, card. Right. To, to park in a handicapped place. Uh, I was stopped at a grocery store. This was uh, last last year, about a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, and and some guy said uh, that I shouldn't be parked there, that that he has a, a battery-powered car, and it was um, reserved for battery-powered cars. I mean, he was really upset until I pointed out that there's no charging station in front of the parking <laughs> Like, oh, boy. All right, Roger is on in Columbia. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gary. Yeah, this fiasco with the EVs is a prime example of why we need to stick to a free market, capitalistic economy where consumers make the choice and it's not just BS handed down by the government that is the current government is basically socialists and they want to tell you what to do and not give you any choices. Well, that's what the left does, Roger. They take away choice. 
Exactly. And yeah, and that's the thing with the EVs. They're trying to take away our choice, right. and that's not a free market economy. Right, because you're too stupid, and you won't go along with what they want you to go along with. They have to force you to go along with it. Uh, and that well, is the I, mentality of the left. It always has been. No, I think I'll change that to say they're too stupid because they're forcing these things down our throats. Well, I, I would agree with you. I'm just telling you what their mentality is, and it is you. You're the one. You're just yeah. not bright enough. And so they no, have to too, force you. They're too stupid to realize how smart we really are. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Roger, thank you for the call. Bet heavy on the Gary Nolan show. Yeah, I don't know. They they just keep pushing this stuff. It just it just isn't it just isn't ready. Remember the uh, cash for clunkers thing they did under the Obama administration when oh they, they thought it was a good idea to smash perfectly good used cars. <laughs> you remember for an incentive to purchase new ones and. It's like, what are you doing? Why? Remember, they destroyed the used car market. I know. Um, and, of course, the liberals were cheering. It's like, oh, this is great. It is. <laughs> Remember they were pouring something in the gas tank that yes. would seize the motor up and make it absolutely irreparable? I, I just couldn't believe that. Now we're doing it again, sort of. It, it, it doesn't make sense. Uh, these people don't have brains in their head. They just don't. It's so so painfully stupid to continue down this road. You know, if people want better mileage, they'll ask for it. If people are concerned about uh, you know CO two, uh, I'm not. But if you are, you'll find alternatives. But quit using force to take away choice. It it just it, it's it's the only way the left can prevail is to use force. And, and it's just it's just an awful uh, an awful result uh, from all of this. All right, eight seven four ninety three ninety. Toll free number is eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. So if you want, um, if, I don't know if you've ever had tamales or not, um, but apparently you can't sell them uh, if you make them at home. They're not here in, in Missouri. No. No, this is another state. I'll share you uh, share with you that story about uh, tamales. You you just you just can't use them. You can't sell them because you're probably trying to poison people. Uh David in Perry Missouri. Yeah, Perry Missouri. Yeah, I got it. We're right, Perry. out of time. Oh, man, David, you can hang on if you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. But I got to run. We'll tell you about the tamales. Today, but a little later on the Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.